I'm Ryan Durbin from RD Ceramics, and I'm located in Southgate, Kentucky. And I'm Becca Otis from Five Lines Pottery in Monroe, Washington. Okay. And Sorry, welcome yeah. to Wheel We're Talk. We're live. Hello, Ryan. Yes. Hello, Becca. How was your... <laughs> what, what were we starting with? How was your day, or what? what's exciting about yeah, what's how, happening? What, yeah, how was your day? How was my what day? What did you accomplish today? So this is like my fir- the start of my first week back since vacation. So honestly, with work today, I did not get much accomplished at all. So that was kind of meh. I get distracted easily, like on my phone a lot or doing these tasks or whatever or whatnot. So I didn't get too much accomplished during work. And then I started my first Baker Hunt class, first eight-week class back. So that pretty much the whole day. And now I'm talking to that you. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. So to, nothing today, too productive, but you know. Yeah. I let's see. Today I drove my van back from Leavenworth, Washington, to Monroe, Washington, um, and I drove it in the morning as opposed to Sunday night because we were concerned that there was some ice on the pass because it snowed. <laughs> and I just like to say also that Ryan and Josh were making fun of me this week. Because I said that it was cold. And Ryan's like, oh, is cold like 60 degrees? Oh my gosh. I think I said 50, but... 50, whatever. It snowed. (laughs) So what elevation is Leavenworth? Is that like 10,000 feet? Or is it in the mountains? I don't think so, actually. I'll look it up. But, um, so I drove my van back and then I didn't want to do anything all day. But I ended up making some pinch pots and like this huge bowl so that was good um, okay but i don't uh i don't really need to do anything right now because i'm done what do you mean um, done? it's 1171 feet 1,100. So so it's really just based on the location. Like, was it the same temperature in Monroe this weekend? Was it pretty comparable? No. Not comparable at all. So the the way Washington works is the the coast and everything until the mountains is pretty mellow. And then you go up to the mountains, it gets pretty gnarly up in the mountains. And then on the other side, it's like a completely different... um, uh, topography and like totally different climate. So, uh, the east side of Washington is very similar to like Colorado, whereas the west side of Washington is very like wet, but still fairly warm. Uh, we won't get like super cold weather until probably January, December. And January. Okay. So that was so. unique to Leavenworth area. We were kind of yeah super hot this weekend, so it was probably in the nineties. So when you said cold, I was like, "What's cold around October time in Washington? Like fifty ish?" Yeah. So I didn't realize it no, would be snowing in almost October. Yeah. No, it was thirty nine okay. degrees. <laughs> okay. Outside. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's a little cold. Yeah, that's a little cold. A little cold. <laughs> uh, but speaking of. Speaking of today, our like what we're going to talk about is the transition from uh, like show season to not show season, or maybe like uh, like summer to Christmas, like what that looks like for each of us, and how kind of like our day to day changes. Yeah. With the difference, so I'm off of a huge show season, so. Summer's big because I have a show every single weekend, a three-day show every single weekend. Yeah. From May until October, and um, I actually ended my show a little bit early this year. And then Ryan, he is actually getting into his winter show season. Yeah, my fall and then winter, so I'm pretty heavy from uh, this past weekend, so the 28th of September to... Almost all the way to probably December 8th, I'll be doing a show at least every other week for sure. Yeah. And uh, pretty pretty steady. Pretty steady. I mean, it's getting to be people are starting to shop for the holidays. They're getting out again while it's not the hottest parts of the year, even though it was in the 90s this weekend. 
you know, it's fall weather, people are getting out, they're sweater weather and stuff like that and going to shows. And some of the st- shows start happening indoors, so people are getting out and getting shopping done and things like that. So it's a good time of year to shop. And I'm finding some good shows. Like, I'm having some good shows at this time of year. It's not a lull for me. Right. Honestly, the worst shows That's for me good. this year have been in the summer. So I feel like the fall's heating up with the sale times. Yeah, I don't, I only do, I don't do any shows during the Christmas season really anymore except for one at my church and this year one of my friends um, and me are going to do a joint show and it's basically you just leave your stuff there and it's for a whole month and it's at a brewery and they're doing a, like a central cashier, so that and... Yeah, and I don't think I'm doing anything else. But I focus on flash sales, wholesale, and um, retail in the paint-your-own-pot shop in the winter. So, And also, this year, I'm really going to do it. Like, I'm actually, for sure, for sure, for sure, going to actually stock up and get product for next summer. Because I'm really bad at that, usually. So you're in uh, sitting at the wheel for hours on end and just making, which is what you love to do. Yeah, I really like winter for that. But also my to-do list right now is so long. I'm already a little bit behind, but I think I can get caught up. It's I, I For some reason, the, like, the relief that happens when you don't have to get something done in four days is like amazing, you know? Where you're like, oh... I have to do this, but guess what? I don't have to get it done Nothing's in four days. Nothing's going to burn if that, I don't get it done. <laughs> right. And not only that, but I actually have seven days to do it instead of four days. Because in the summer, I have four days of work to do. And then three days, I, I can't do anything. So it's kind of nice to have like those consecutive days. Right. Um. So I'm looking forward to that part. Yeah. So I'll probably hit that same time around mid-December. Right. Until I don't have a show that I'll probably do until mid to late April. So that'll be my heavy making time. Yeah. Because I I basically live live by the show seasons. And, uh, you know, spring, spring, spring are heavy. Summer is a little slower, and then fall is heavy, and then it kind of lulls down into the winter, the early winter. Winter calling, like, early to mid-December. Uh, right. Yeah, and I think, you know, as I get off of summer shows, I'm like, uh, people are like, oh, are you so excited to be done with Leavenworth? And I'm like, kind of, like, I am excited to be done with the busyness. But I'm also, like, scared shitless that I won't have enough money. You know. Do you add that, extra like, classes, or do you have a weekend something or another that you offer, or more events to get people into I the shop we'll, on the weekends we'll or something see. like that? I, yeah, I try to get people into paint as much as possible in the fall. And last year was great for painting. And then, um, so I'm hoping that this year is kind of really good, too. And I'm changing up my hours in the store, so it involves, like, both the weekend days, like, Saturday and Sunday. Um, so, yeah, I'm just a little, it's just, like, always a little nervous, like, you know, nerve-wracking, because Leavenworth does provide, like, a pretty steady $1,000 paycheck every weekend, you know? So, that's kind of nice. But also, i right. I am keeping an employee this year for Christmas season, so that should be interesting, too. So I have to pay somebody. Nice. But they should help with um, productivity, so. Cool. Yeah. Because it's probably hard. you got to pay somebody to do a bunch of work with, like, let's say you're stocking up, like, a thousand mise en place bowls for the spring or something. you got to pay for right. all that work up front before you can sell them, so. Mm-hmm. It's a little tougher to to front all that, especially with rent and stuff like that that's constant as well. Right. And last year, I was looking at my sales last year, and I don't know if you have, like, a comparison 
to your sales. So I actually started using Square last year, right around yeah, November. I, I have a similar thing too. Are you using yeah, like so Square? Da- using... Are you using the new Square dashboard to look at that? Or is that it... is not new, Ryan? Well, I'm talking about the <laughs> app that's dashboard that's specific to more of the reporting. Also, not new. <laughs> oh my gosh! Come on. <laughs> You told me about this, and I'm like, okay, now you're making me feel like shit. All right, whatever. <laughs> it's like four years old. <laughs> the anyway, app, the dashboard nobody... app? Okay. All yes. Right. <laughs> okay, if nobody knows about this, Square, for Apple, not for Android, because apparently Android sucks. Um, <laughs> that was not me that said that. That is Square that said that through. It's no, not allowing this. But um, Square has a an app called Dashboard. And it's the purple, it looks like purple um, data bars. Bar graphs. And those, yeah. and that app will show you all of your sales analysis. Uh, just kind of like a more in-depth analysis. And you can also, because like the one thing that I always hated about Square was that you could go look at your transactions, but it wouldn't actually tell you how much you sold that day. And so um, this app does. So you can go on and see how much that you've sold. The- and yeah, that's they really have nice. they have reports built into their Square Register app, but you yeah. can dig a little bit. The dashboard is kind of just right there, so. Right. Oh, also, did you know that they're changing their fees? Yeah, I saw that they're changing it to what twenty two cents a swipe or something or a dip or something like that. Is that what it is? No, it's twenty seven cents plus ten cents. I think I'm not totally positive, but okay. I thought it was well. They're doing a flat fee. I did see that. Um, and yeah, so it says um, the company announced on Tuesday, September twenty fourth, that the, it will now charge two point six percent plus a ten cent fee. For example, the fee on a ten dollar transaction will rise to thirty six cents from twenty seven point five. So that's a pretty significant. Hike, um, yeah. So instead of two point seven five per transaction, that's with a card, right? They're gonna do two point six percent and then add ten cents to that per transaction, right? So you're so the only sales that will like benefit from this are actually sixty seven dollars and up. So that's kind of so. If you don't know that that's happening, that's happening. Just so you all know. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so last year I started using Square in November or no, in October, like mid October. And that's when I started doing like a bunch of, uh, like a bunch of night events and open paint nights and all those things. And, um, I, so I kind of was looking back at my sales and last year my sales were like seven, like $7,000 in uh, December, I think, or no, in, in November. Uh, so it's, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm curious to see how this year goes. So in October, in November, I sold in, on Square, I sold six thousand, six and a half. And then, um, in December I sold six and so I'm curious to see how that will compare this year because I don't have any records for anything prior um, Mm -hmm. just to see the comparison like I do but they're in a different system they're in QuickBooks system so yeah yeah so I'm I'm just kind of I can see my stuff from last year that gives me a comparison um and it does it year to date or uh not year to date. It gives me the month, so like Jan one to September thirtieth. It's not doing like the whole year versus you know until the end of September. So like last year, it looks like on Square I did a little over five thousand up till this point in the year, and this year mm-hmm. I'm at about twelve thousand five hundred, which is really good. <laughs> yeah. So it says it's a hundred and forty five percent year over uh compared to last year 
which is really good. <laughs> that looks like last year in total I sold a little over like eight thousand on Square. So yeah, I've already be- I've already beat my last year. Um, by a lot, <laughs> and we're st- we still got like six shows to do or seven shows or something like that. Nice, which is great. Yeah, I feel like August and September this year were really crappy for me in the shop. So this doesn't include my show, my sales from uh, from the like all my shows because I don't ever do shows with Square because right. they're central cashier. So, um, so this is just like the paint your own pot and the classes and stuff like that. So it should be. It should be kind of interesting to see how the uh, the year progresses and to see uh, if people are spending money like they were last year, you know, and if they're as excited as they were last year. Yeah. Yeah. This is sweet. I'm what? glad I d- dug into this app some more. <laughs> it's fun, isn't it? It's like, it's always fun to look at your yeah. sales and see. And it's like, how many potential. sales did I have through the end of September? Number of sales was like 164. And this year, I've had a little over 350 individual sales to this point okay. compared to last year. I have had... 350 versus well, like is, 160. Like said, yeah. Like I what? said, this is on individual sales. I've had 624 sales this year. Nice. And my average sale is $56. My average sale last year was a little over 31 and average this year is 35, a little over 35. Wow. That's How good. Much is I a, think any is average tip, sale is the over... paint your own pot usually is your average because people do it as a pair and it's usually a couple things done at once. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean I always sometimes I like when people come up and pay I'm always like, "Oh my god, I do not want to flip over this." iPad because that's what I ring it up on. It's like an iPad. And sometimes I'm just like, ah, like if I was a parent, I don't know. I'm not a parent. So like, I don't know if that's what they expect or not, but you know, the prizes are, are there before they pick everything out and they know what they're getting themselves into. But that doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt any less. Like when you turn around the iPad and you've got four kids and it came up to a hundred bucks, you know, Oh, but I mean, how many hours of things was that? Was that like two hours of fun? Yeah, probably like two hours usually or like an hour to two hours, you know, but still, I mean, I feel like, you know, the, the average sale for a paint, paint your own pot is, is high, you know, just because, but there's a lot of work that goes on past them handing it over to you. That's true. But yeah, it is, it is kind of exciting at the same time though. Cause you're like, Hey, you know, like one person could make, could pay like a hundred dollars and that's really kind of nice. Yeah. I mean, but, you're pretty much not going to have someone come in there and paint it solo and just spend like $25. <laughs> I'll tell you what though, the people that do paint solo, they spend the most time too. Like if somebody comes in Yeah, they're in getting all their like money a- worth. Yeah, if somebody comes in and paints like a tiny frog all by themselves or a tiny elephant or whatever, I guarantee you they're going to spend two to three hours in there painting that because they're just like focused. So focused. Do you have like a subscription or something that people can pay an amount and they can come do like one a month or something? No, I need to figure that out. But I also feel like nobody would do it. I don't know. But like those detailed Um, people, I mean, they would probably do a few over time, especially if they enjoy that meditative kind of work. Yeah. And it'd be fun to do like a subscription for like plates and, you know, like say, Hey, you get six plates for this cost and you can come in and paint them like, however, you know, whatever time you want, but it's a little less cost if you get six of them and then you can use them and they can be your place setting or, you know, you could do that and then have all your kids paint them or, what have you would be cool, but cool. See, and so that's another thing that this time of year kind of provides me is that I can kind of think up those sort of things to, 
kind of move on get into creative. The, the rest of the year for yeah yeah like marketing and and I can work a little harder at like getting people in the shop or you know um so another thing that I do that I don't do in the summer I don't make lists in the summer because I'm so busy <laughs> like doing shows and yeah. <laughs> and in the winter if I don't have a list I am screwed because for some reason I always get these random orders and like I already put up my lists on my Instagram and it's like so long already and that's just like three wholesale orders and I have another one to add to it and then potentially another one so it's just lists are a thing for me in the winter do you have lists yeah. do you make lists i mean do you know me i probably make lists <laughs> i make lists is that even um, a question well like my back stock i just kind of look at what items i'm keeping up with and which ones i'm not so like right now yeah i can, i'm i'm kind of keeping up with like the oil bottles you know i've probably got about 20 that are finished for my upcoming shows and i've got about 30 that are going into a bisque right now so yeah. you know i'll get those ready and then um get those ready to be glazed so the turnaround on those could probably be a couple of weeks and then i'll i'll start making some more so that's like an example of something that i know is in demand it's been popular this year and i'll figure out if i can keep up with it if i'm like running low and really struggling by the end of the year I'll either determine like, hey, these need to go up a couple bucks, which I probably should do anyways by the end of the year, um, or I need to make a lot more of these at a time. But I think kind of both of those things will kind of come into play. And the lists are basically, like when I was having my show this weekend, I was kind of taking note of what type of items were selling that I was reaching down to restock, like mugs. I sold like 15 mugs or something. And I was looking, you know, do I have a beach glaze mug to replace this one that was just bought? And I didn't. Right. So I'm like, okay, I need to put more in the box. I know I have some at home, but I need to put more in the box and that's going to pull from my back stock. And then I'm going to see that empty space on my shelf where those were and be like, okay, the next time I glaze some mugs, I need to do more of those. And then, you know, as the bisqueware of mugs dwindles, I'm like, okay, I need to make more of the, these type of mugs because they're moving through quicker. So, you know, I'll have a list of, right now I've made a list of like, okay, I need to make more spoon rests because I basically don't have any spoon rests that are in bisque or greenware stage. Um, before this past Sunday, I didn't have any. So, you know, I'm kind of restocking that. So I'm a little reactive in that sense, but making a list... Um, when I'm walking away from a show because everything's out, I can see everything that I have out in relation to what's in boxes. And then, you know, I can look at my back stock and I know like, okay, what's at home. I don't have many spoon rests at home, maybe like 15. And I don't have any of this specific color that I know has the chance of selling. Like there's still a lifespan on what do you this color that I'm like, okay, I need to do some in this color. Yeah, what do you, um, speaking of spoon rest, I've always been so surprised that spoon rest sells so well for you. Um, not because I think your spoon rests are bad, I think they're really amazing, but, um, what do you sell them for and why do you think they're so popular? I sell them for $12 and I can tell you right now what I've, how many I've sold for the year. So, spoon rests of my almost... $12,500 in sales. Um, a little over $1,000 of that are spoon wrists. Holy crap. <laughs> and that is 92. So I've sold 92 spoon wrists this year. Oh my God. And then I have all the numbers That's of insane. like which type. Um, yeah. Twelve, $12 I think is a good plates, price right? point. They're just little half pound plates that... I use, I use Reclaim for them. So all of my slop yeah. and all of my trimmings and stuff that get watered down in a five-gallon bucket, Reclaim, throw it on a plaster bat, and I get about five to six pounds of clay out of that Reclaim per bat, per like plaster piece I put it on. And then that just gets wedged up and cut into half-pound balls. And then I just throw those 
and I throw as many as I have bats for, which is usually about now. You don't make the seventeen you don't make to twenty the little, at a time. Like, you don't make the rest part right. You don't make that part. That I do, I have a mixture of both. So when I first started making them, people were um, looking at them. I started them with the little lip at first, and then people started saying, "You know, can I use this as a coaster or a soap dish or ring dish or whatever?" Right. And I think that's why they sell so well because they're so multi-purpose. People can use them for whatever they want. Yeah. And I always come up, they're like, what are these, are these spoon rests or whatever? And, I, and on the table, I have little metal spoons on them to kind of show that that's what they're for. Um, yeah. And I think the way they're displayed, people can kind of like stumble upon a color or whatever that they like. Because what I've been doing the last probably three months or so is when I put them on the table and spread them out. You know, in general, I have little piles of them in like threes. And then they can pick them up and, like, shuffle through them the different colors in a stack of three. So they can kind of stumble upon and, like, find one that they like, which is fun because it gets it a little more interactive and they can have more involvement in the process than just saying, like, I can see everything that's available and I just pick that one. So they get to pick them up and look at them. And they're all $12 whether they have a lip or not. So I think that just having more function... And more ability to do with whatever you want. I think that's what sells them. Yeah. I find that having things in baskets or something that people can look through is so satisfying to people. Except for sometimes people take it way too seriously. Like, why do you... Do they they pick it (laughs) up and take it out and look at it? I was... Actually, that would probably work pretty well for the spoon rests. If I have enough of them, I can just have, like, a basket sitting somewhere... And just have like, yeah, because that's kind of how I store them in my boxes. I have a, a bin, and I just stack them all like horizontally in a row. Yeah, yeah, I would have them like a CD case almost. Yeah, like with the the Misenplaz bowls, the the little hand built bowls that we have. Um, I found really early on, so I put them in a table that's in the it's a hang a hanging board essentially in the middle of my booth, and I have the garden stakes in the front. And then I have a basket that um, our welder, our metalworks guy welded me something so none of the bits would fall out. And that basket is right there. And there's room on each side. And the room on each side is used heavily for, um, you know, it's, it's people like pick through it and then they set them on each side and they see which ones they like together. And... I have had them where there wasn't any room next to them and they haven't sold as well because people need to like take them out and put them down and see how they work and see how they look and, and all those things. And I, it's just so interesting how the mind works. You know, they do that with garden stakes too. And they'll take them and they'll set them all next to each other to make sure that they look good together, which is ridiculous because they're not going to be next to each other Uh in the ground (laughs) but but you know that's what they do and and they really enjoy the um they really enjoy that part nice but yeah it looks like i'm comparing 2018 to 2019 and i'm guessing the quantity here it looks like i sold 58 spoon rests at this time last year and now i'm at 92 the price has been the same i've just sold more of them wow so yeah um and then like shot glasses, I, I've been selling, I think I've been selling pretty good quantities since I changed the price on those. I changed those up to three for 18 or one for seven. Um, so those have been selling well too. I've been keeping up yeah. with quantity of those. I have so many, but uh, I think I'm going to try the basket thing. Maybe I'll try that before the end of the year because it takes up less space. Try the basket thing. I'll, I'll have to find a basket that works with my kind of color. Maybe I'll, yeah. I need to get like a wooden basket that I can line with. Some cloth or something that looks good. Yeah, wood or wicker. Either one would be fine. Um, What was I going to say? Oh, I think that we should also talk about the really good stocking stuffer, easy to make ideas. Since we're talking about like transitioning into Christmas. I feel Mm -hmm. like like Christmas is the land of mugs and the land of stocking stuffers and the land of ornaments. Those are the three things that I feel like sell the best at Christmas time. Yeah. Mugs, stocking stuffers, ornaments. 
And um, you can make so much money on your little tiny things that you sell for nothing at all. So much money. So like you and your shot glasses, you and your spoon rests. Um, do you have anything else that's small that sells well? I don't have anything else that's small besides ornaments. And I don't really make that many ornaments. Um, I got a bunch yeah. that were um, bisqueware that I have sitting around that I made at the end of last season that weren't glazed yet. So that's kind of what I'm glazing for this year. And yeah. I probably have maybe like 60 of those or something like that. Not too many. Yeah. And those, I'll probably price those the same as my shot glasses. So three for 18 or one for $7. And then if they buy a certain yeah. amount, I'll probably throw one in their order because I like to get rid of them, kind of, or like a little holiday. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I do the mise en place bowls are great stocking stuffers. Those are three for ten. The um, my pinch pots, which are not pinch pots, but they're thrown small bowls. A pinch of this, a pinch of that. Um, those are, are seven bucks each or three for 18 following in Ryan's footsteps. And, um, I was following I, your footsteps. Year... That's how I priced them. I think we talked about this oh, like nine months ago and we were talking about how to price them and you told me about your pinch bots pricing. So. Oh, right. We... Well, you wanted to price them at $7 and I told you to price them at, price them at $7, but then put a deal behind it too, because you'll sell way more. Yeah. Yeah. People like sets of three. Yeah. Sets of three are people's shtick. And then I, this year, um, last year I sold these things that we called witty word mugs. And they have funny sayings on them. And they're just little badges with words on them. And they're everything. Like coffee stuff, but also like yetis with the word believer under it. Or unicorns with believer under it. And so this year, I'm making round disc ornaments with those words on them. And I'm excited about it. Excited to see how they do. Ah. So I think they'll do really well. I'm especially at that show. There's the show that I am uh, just setting up and leaving it there. I think that I could. They have trees that we could hang up ornaments on, and so I'm going to hang them up there and see how it goes. So. Hmm. Um, I just yeah, started making so. some of those ornaments that are. The carved ones? Did you see? I probably had an Instagram video like mm -hmm. a few weeks ago with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I only made like probably 60 of those total, but they're going to yeah. be priced higher, so maybe I'll have enough. But I was wondering if I should maybe see if I can do that. And I was making them a Baker Hunt because we had a slab roller there, and I right. can roll out a good slab versus throwing a slab and cutting it out. So, um, I think I'm going to try, I'm thinking of ways that I can get more stocking stuffers and utilize my assistant's time since I have two that I can work from. You can make these implausibles. Hmm. Get a mini slab roller, Ryan. How much is a get mini slab a roller? Mini like 500 slab. bucks? The mini ones are 500, 400 something, maybe 300. How much table space is that? Is that like a... Is that like a three foot like, by five foot kind of no, space? No, no, it's like eighteen inches by like, like twenty four inches. Really? Yeah, they're awesome. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know if I want that in my home though. What do you mean? I don't know. I've never bought any ceramic equipment new. I don't think so. <laughs> That's well, the cheap ass coming out. <laughs> Dude, I remember when I got my slab roller, the mini one, because I was doing word mugs. And I remember when I got it, and it was one of those moments where it was like, how the hell did I live without this? And you I know? can store it underneath a table, or can you kind of stand it on its side? Mm -hmm. It doesn't, it's just tabletop, right? Yeah, it's just tabletop. Okay, maybe I'll look into that. What's the brand on one of those? I got, I think I got the Bailey one. It worked fine. Okay. I ended up giving it to Val. So maybe I, I can utilize 
maybe I could do some of that and have them roll out some slabs and maybe even do some stamping and get the pieces out and just say, hey, yeah, see what you can get out of, you know, 10 pounds of yeah. clay or whatever. I got to start making ornaments, disc ornaments for uh, Paint-A-Pot too. Those were super popular last year. I did those, when I was doing those round ornaments, I did the trick that um, you and Rachel from Hillbit B. Clay were doing with the plastic over it and you stamp it mm-hmm. so you can get them nice and round, which is nice. So I got that from Rebecca at Graves Company. Oh, really? Graves Co. I saw, yeah, I saw Rachel doing it. it and I was Yeah, she did it because I did it and then I did it, it because Rebecca did it, yeah. Oh, okay. Sharing, yeah. sharing is caring. Sharing is caring, especially in the pottery world. So what he's talking about yeah. is you put a slab down and then you put saran wrap on top and then you cut through the saran wrap and then it leaves a nice, clean, rounded edge. And it's wonderful. Yes. So. I'll try and do that. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Or maybe I'll just roll slabs out stopped... at Baker Hunt and bring slabs home and see how that goes. Yeah, I actually stopped doing it because it was wasting so much plastic. But... I don't know. I mean, it makes a difference for a lot of things. Um, uh, I'd like to see if I could, like, find something that was reusable that did the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah. there's got to be a certain thickness of... I wonder if Tyvek would do it, you know, like a Tyvek envelope or something like that, because you can't really cut that. Yeah. You just got to get down know. close enough to whatever surface it's on that it can actually get through the mm-hmm. piece yeah. cleanly without leaving a little sliver of clay between each one. Right. Because then you're, you still got to clean that up. But Yeah. We'll see. So, okay, I want to talk really quick about, um, because I don't know if anybody does full-time pottery. Um, that listen to us. I don't know how many people actually listen to us, but, um, (laughs) I don't check the stats. Um, I do. (laughs) Can you, can you look at it on your phone? Yeah, you can look on Buzzsprout, the website. Oh, then I'm like an app person. I don't do websites. Do you want to guess what the, the most listens on any one episode was? Oh. Um, sure. As of um, September 30th, what what do you think the most number of listens on a single episode was? I think it was 140. No. Higher. It's all it's 189. So, Motivation as a Maker has got the most listens as of September 30th, we have 189 listens on that one episode. And total, it looks like... I don't know how they figure out what is considered a listener exactly. They have some algorithm, but it shows 231 listeners. Wow. And all-time total plays, I'm guessing that's any individual episode, um, is 858. Wow. People are listening out there. People are listening. Okay, so anyway. So, moving on to the the stuff that you guys want to hear about, not, not just us. <laughs> um, uh, so, I was going to say that um, for somebody who, and I've done this for years, but um, as a full-time potter, because I've been, uh, as I think we've mentioned, but I don't know, I've been a full-time potter for four years. Five years? Four years. Five years. Five years. Five years. And, um, I, uh, when, when show season is over, and when you don't have any shows, it's really hard to get motivated. And so I try to do something regardless of, of, you know, what I need to do, like what's on my list. But I, I try to like make something that's not on my list, at least like once a day, if that makes any sense. So, like, today I made a bunch of pinch pots, and I uh, made a huge bowl. And I think that I'm going to try this year to make a pretty significant piece 
once a day because I noticed this year that I was selling more of my bigger pieces if I had them out and if I priced them accordingly. So I um, I want to make sure that I have enough backstock. Backstock is really hard for me because it's, um, I I don't know how and I don't know why, but I, I, pretend, I sell as I make. Um, I'm, I can't really keep up, I guess. Um, I it's also a moving target lazy, for you. Which pe- yeah, I also am kind of lazy, though, which people don't really get unless they actually know me. Like, Ryan knows that, and, um, my best friend Andrew knows that. <laughs> and then I always say this, and people are like, no, you're not. Like, somebody was like, well, you're the most productive, lazy person I've ever met. <laughs> but, but I'm, like, fake productive. So, anyway... I, um, but I set challenges for myself as I get into the season of like drought, as you will, like, Mm -hmm. you know, where you're not selling anything, but you still have to make stuff just because you're not selling something, especially as a full-time potter doesn't mean you shouldn't be making things. And, um, uh, I do what I call as flash sales on Facebook and, I will sell uh, my products to my customers at a wholesale rate or just above wholesale um, and do like a large quantity. And that's what I, I, and I sell those during the winter and that's how I can kind of keep up my, my sales. And um, I, but I also will say, okay, like I think two years ago I did 700 pieces in seven days where that was like I know it was insane and I made it too. I did it. Um, and that was trimming, throwing, firing. I didn't, I didn't glaze, but I did, uh, I fired them all to bits. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was insane. So I did like a hundred pieces a day. Um, damn. And, and, but it only took seven days. And you know what that did was that, that like a hundred pieces only a took, day. Yeah, it only took seven days, and I took the day, I took the like the week off from it was like a week off from classes, so I didn't have to talk to anybody, and I just like hammered them out, and it was so satisfying. It was like so motivating. And then last year, what it what did we do? Forty two a day till May, was it forty three a day till May? Forty three a day, I think. Yeah. Which I failed miserably, but I um I think I knew that I was gonna fail at the beginning, but. I, um... Just start early and be, like, 22 a day until May. I'm going start, to. start, like, right I now. I think that I can start now. And so... But, you know, I just... I made something a day until May, essentially. I wanted to make sure that every single yeah. day that I was working, that I was making something. You know, obviously, you have to give yourself vacations and stuff, but, um... So, when you say challenges even... earlier, are you talking... It sounded like you were making daily challenges to make something new, but do you feel it benefits you to do personality-wise to do daily versus weekly versus monthly? Yeah, I don't know. Because you're a numbers person, so I feel like you're driven by numbers to meet number goals. So the saying, I want to make, you know, uh, 200 pieces this week or 150 pieces this week, does that help? Because I feel like your daily stuff just keeps, if you don't get it done, that just keeps piling on. And we generally overestimate our efforts, I think. Humans are kind of hard at estimating, so we probably overestimate what we can get done. Right. Well, I think what what is also important is that I, even though I am a numbers person and I set goals, like daily goals, my day restarts. Um, I've never been one of those people who was like, well... I was supposed to make 43 pieces yesterday, but I only made 35. So I have to make that up today. Especially when I don't have like an end-end goal, like a a solid, like, I need this amount of pieces for this, you know, show. Um, I'm pretty okay with being like, okay, I didn't make it, but I'll try again today, you know. And I don't get down on myself, which is, this has taken a long time to like, you know actually be okay with but i don't get down on myself when i don't make a goal you know yeah and that's really important do you make certain adjustments to try to 
um, adjust your behavior so that you reach it. Don't get distracted to so you kind of stay on track, or is it is it small mental things that keep you on track so that you don't just say, "Oh, I'll get it tomorrow" or something like that, and you're never like really learning from it. Are there yeah, no. things like that that you do? No, I don't think so because I've I've I, I think it's just a personality thing for me where I um. I have a pretty high expectation for myself. And if I don't meet it, then whatever. But I'm not going to lower my standards, I suppose. Well, maybe. I don't know. I guess my lists have gotten significantly less this year. Especially with owning the shop. Having, like, daily goals of doing things that just, I think, that used to be realistic aren't realistic anymore. So I guess it's, you know, trying to, like make it fit my schedule, but also I want to push myself and I don't want to, um, feel like I'm being lazy. And you know, uh, the Jan, do you go through the January slump? The January slump is what it sounded like you said. Yeah. You cut out there for a second. Um, I don't know what that is, but I'm assuming that you just take extra time and you're just not doing work. I feel like every year in January, I'm like, I hate pottery. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, I think there's definitely, there's definitely a, um, adjustment because things in the winter, like small things that you don't really think about now we take for granted. Like my studio Mm -hmm. is very comfortable right now. It's 70 degrees down there. It's very comfortable when it gets to be colder. It gets cold down there. Like, yeah. I mean, it's not as cold as some studios that are in warehouses, but I mean, it's probably like in the fifties or like 60 or something like that. Like that's not as comfortable to work in. Yeah. So I might not go down there as quickly or, you know, I'm more affected yeah. by things like that. So if that could tie into what you're talking about, um, and then things like, oh, it gets darker sooner. So it's already dark yeah. at like five o'clock or five thirty. So that kind of thing could make an effect, but, um, yeah, I feel like a lot of the artists that I know and a lot of the people that do kind of like push really hard in the winter for Christmas go into this like huge depressive state (laughs) in January. And it's like, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to be here. I don't want to like touch clay. I don't want to touch my paintbrush or anything like that. Maybe I'm kind of tapered off from that because my last show is like the 8th of of December. So I yeah. don't really have to do anything super big, you know, yeah. the rest of the month of December. So I can kind of get, get ready for the holidays and like having time away and not feel guilty right. about it. Yeah. Um, and you and have a job hit it too. hard like after the a... new year. Right. And you have yeah. a full-time job. So it's not like. Like, for me, I have to get most of my money between December 1st and December 24th because I know that January is going to suck. And so I have to, like, pound it hard um, and get as much out of everybody that I can or else I'll suffer the consequences, you know? Right. So. But, yeah, so I I feel like that's kind of... Yeah. I don't know what we were talking about. We kind of went on a tangent there. <laughs> that's all right. I feel like this whole um, podcast is a tangent. That's all right. It was good. It was I know. Candid. It's kind of been fun. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll, I'll probably, uh, I think I, I mean, I'm basically in restock mode and a, a lot of that during the, the winter months right. once January hits. So I don't know. It's hard to judge like where my days differ i mean i -hmm. I think i'll be i'll be back into a consistent basically what i'm doing now with the um classes so i'll still have my my baker hunt class on monday nights and and the only difference is i probably won't have anything on the weekends so instead of shows and things like that i mean the shows don't really affect my production throughout the week that much because i basically keep going production wise tuesday through thursday and then I'll usually pack up my car Friday night, and that's basically my Friday night to get ready for the weekend show. Saturday, I'm 
at the show all day selling, making money. And then I'd get back and I might, might jump in the studio a little bit. I might not. And then Sunday I'll usually be in the studio all day or for most of it. So I really don't lose, but like six or eight hours of my week if I have a show going on realistically because I only do like one day shows typically so usually I'm only missing about eight hours of studio time a week so I'll gain that back during the winter and really be in restock mode again and uh yeah yeah, just kind of cranking away yeah but yeah we'll see I'm I'm excited I feel like this year I've got a handle on my like my brain and uh you know, it's taken me a couple of years to, like, get comfortable with, uh, like, not being motivated but still working. So, just, like, having a goal and working towards it and um, not being like, I don't want to work today. But this this year has also been hard in that sense, too, like, this summer. But um, I just feel like I've... Uh, I've made processes within my clay that makes things so much more enjoyable, like handling or not trimming, you know, thank you, Ryan. Um, and (laughs) I feel like you pushed me. I'm going to tell everyone, tell everyone, get out of trimming. It's wasting your time. I know. It's so amazing. Like I have, I like enjoy making mugs now, which is really cool. And, um, (laughs) Which I used to not like super enjoy it, but now, now the whole process is fun for me, and um, yeah, I'm 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 excited I'm excited this year to have like a pretty set, uh, like you know set product line and have fun glazes and try to sell, you know those mugs and yeah I think it's gonna be great. We'll see. Do you ever get? Do you see um, all these other holiday sales and things that people do online and be like, oh, man, I should do a holiday sale or like a Cyber Monday sale or something like that. Mm. But you do your flash sales, so that's kind of your winter sales. sales. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I do flash sales pretty regularly. I think I felt that way when I saw your flash sales last winter, and that was where I was getting all list making and like jotting down all my notes for what I've learned from you about the flash sales and I've never done it. (laughs) I just don't think I can keep up with quantity to do it, but yeah. And I have a very unique customer base. And I mean, you're, you, you thrive in the wholesale kind of game. So like, Mm -hmm. it's just like another wholesale order for you, honestly, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's a better wholesale order (laughs) because it's (laughs) coming directly to you and it's not, there's not as much pressure. Right, and it's fun too. You dictate and people, it and all that. People get excited about it, and they look forward to it. Like, you know, everybody's like, "When are you gonna do a mug flash sale? When are you gonna do this?" And so it's kind of like become this this thing. Um. And yeah, I. I feel like maybe I should make like a whole Facebook group dedicated to flash sales, but then I probably wouldn't make as much money. <laughs> but. You're I know. Talking I'm, about, I'm you're talking about for your customer base, or you're talking about to share ideas yeah. about flash sales? No, no, no. For my customer base, like, like my oh, okay. My best friend has a group called Andrew's Hot Deals, um, <laughs> and he sells his stuff on it. Yeah. And uh, only for the so VIPs. Look up Andrew's Hot Deals on Facebook and join his group if you nice. want mugs that say s- sassy things on them. You're in, he you know what else sense. we have coming up this winter? Huh. You want to guess? God, what, in what context? <laughs> we have something coming up this December time frame-ish that we've done the last year that we're going to continue. <gasps> oh my God, we should probably start thinking about that. We're doing pot swap this year. <laughs> Oh, yay. We get to find out how unorganized Beck is and how organized Ryan is. We can see if we can automate some of this. We need to pull in a third party to help us do this stuff. Um, yeah. Maybe we can get Josh to help or something like that. Another... Yeah, we Josh, 
If you're listening, you're going to help us. No questions. Yeah, so. He said he's a he said he's a stay-at-home dad. He's got time, so. Yeah. Oh, sure. Stay-at-home <laughs> dad that teaches and makes millions of pots. <laughs> so, um, Pot Swap 2019. Pot Swap 2019. I'm excited about it. Last year was great. Look, we had, what, 100 people? We had like 120, I think, something like that. Mm-hmm. So we'll figure that out. Um, if you're interested and you don't know what we're talking about, look up in Instagram, hashtag pot swap 2018, and you'll see all the good yeah. stuff from last year and get in on the fun for this year. It doesn't cost anything. Yes. It's from the kindness of Becca It only and costs hearts. your time, your love, and postage. That's all it costs. <laughs> Your time, your love, and postage. Yes. Um, which may be very expensive if you're shipping it to England. But we can fit, yeah. we can iron out some of those details and see what we can do. Yeah, that's gonna be great. I'm and then we'll and then we'll, and then we'll be seeing each other this January too. So. Yeah. At. Claycon West. In St. George, Utah. In St. George, Utah. And I will be doing a workshop on efficiency while glazing. Not glazing. I don't like glazing. I was going to say glazing. I thought I was throwing. That's what I, I was like, what do you do? How, how to glaze a pot Not in 45 glazing. seconds? I don't I like glazing. Throw a pot. <laughs> no. Um, efficiency um, when you're throwing and uh, how to better kind of like clean up your act as you will when you're throwing and and make efficient movements and uh and also i really want to have a throwing competition at the end nice i think it'd be fun i probably need to register for that uh you need to do it today is it does it does the thing go up october 1st yeah okay i need to do that all right i'll do that after we get off and there will be some other folks there. So we might be chatting, podcasting. Yeah. We'll be meeting some folks. I've never you know been there. You know what would be fun to have a... It'd be fun to have like a roundtable discussion uh, with yeah. podcasts. Yeah, that would be cool. And uh, Ryan like Reich's going to be there. Like one mic and seven I've... people. Nice. Yeah. So I chatted, chatted with him about it and he was saying he's going and should be good. So... Um, yeah, looking forward to it. Let's get on this application. Winter's going to be great, guys. Winter is going to be Yeah, so there, there's no lull in the... Just because it's the winter. It's just different. I thought that I, you know, I was like, sweet, Leavenworth's over, I can have a little break. But my list is like two pages long already. So... <laughs> smaller pa- There are smaller pages than I had last year, but they're still two pages long. Early registration. All right. All right. Well, let's get this. I'll get this taken care of. And then we'll, yeah, we'll get ready for a nice. He doesn't even have his head in the game. Yeah. What's up with this? Come on. Okay. So. Becca. I feel like Becca right now. Is there any, (laughs) is there anything you'd like to say before we end, Ryan? I don't think so. Looking forward to this, this winter. But got a lot Did of shows. Got a lot of, got a lot of money to make coming up before I hit my lull period. Yeah, we should do when when um. Okay, it's October first right now. Well, tomorrow's October first, but um, we should do a podcast on January first or January second, and then do a review of sales. So Ryan, nice. I want to hear how much. You think that you will make between October 1st and January 1st. Why can't I just give you a total for the whole year? Because we already know. Okay, fine. So I got to think about it. All right. Um, From now till the end of the year, I think I will sell. Oh, crap. I just know my square sales. Um. Or what's your goal to sell? I don't know that I had an end year goal, but um, let's say 
let's say if I can sell in total, including everything, wholesale and all that, if I could sell 20K, that's a that's a goal for me. Just looking at where okay. I'm at, I'll say 20K. Total. Yeah. And that's based on knowing that I sold about 12500 in my square sales up till now. And I don't even know what the rest of the sales are. I'd have to look at my chart to see where I'm at in relation to the rest of the year or in relation to other sales besides just square sales. But yeah, that's probably doable. So I want to make 20,000 in the three months. Okay, nice. I don't know if it's going to happen, but that's my goal. So I'm probably being conservative on that then. I don't know. Different goals. We'll see. Well, we have different businesses too. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know what, I don't know what my, uh, well, you had your goals for the year, right? You had a certain amount that you wanted to sell for the whole year. And, uh, I'm not, and that was, yeah, you said like 60K, I said, want to say, right, for the year. And you were Mm -hmm. shooting for that. Is that what it was? That's not what it was. No, my original goal was 160k, but I'm never I'm not going to hit. Oh, that 160k. Oh. Okay, so I got the 60k uh, right, just missing the one. You got the 60k. Yeah, you just missed the one. <laughs> no, but um cuz you got all the no, expenses. 60k would be like <laughs> no profit. <laughs> yeah, no, that's definitely definitely not going to happen. Last year I hit about 74, and I think that I'm going to hit about the same this year too. Um I don't know for sure. Uh, The. Yeah, I think that I'll probably. Hit about 75. Okay. Actually, I'm way off. I'm I'm totally going to hit 20K easily if I'm comparing all of my sales. I'm already, okay. I'm already at about seventeen five. <laughs> so that should be easy, unless I have like complete rainouts or something, and it's terrible. So right. maybe I'll adjust that. Maybe I'll say, um, let's say twenty stretch goal twenty five. Twenty five total. Yeah, I'm at 17.5 right now. Okay. Well, I'm down for this year. I think that last year, between uh, last year, between October and December in Square, I made 15. So, um,. Yeah, I'm shooting for 20. Maybe nice. 25. I would it would be awesome if I hit 25 total with wholesale. That'd be freaking awesome. Nice. All right, this this end of the podcast is definitely going to be something that people want to listen to. So, <laughs> I hope you really enjoyed that, folks, and then you can hold us accountable when it comes to the end of the year. Yeah, I hope that Um, I also want to say that, like, I hope that you guys know that me and Ryan are just modest people. Like, we, you know, that's, like, those numbers are not our profit by any means. That's our, um, those are our sales. And, um, you know, I live in an office somewhere and I don't spend any money on myself. And, um... And so I hope you got in like, you know, I don't by any means have a luxurious lifestyle. So, um, I just want everybody to know that when we talk about this stuff, we're talking about it because we're excited about business and we're excited about numbers and it's not that we're bragging or anything cause, um, I don't really know if there's anything to brag about, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm mainly comparing myself to myself. Like I'm excited about where my trajectory is in comparison to last year. Like when I look right. at like how many spoon rests I've sold this year compared to last year, like 
it's crazy and it's it's all the same price it's just like finding ways to sell better and like getting to the right markets you're selling more items because you're in the right market and you're getting more things to customers so like little things like that and picking and choosing what shows you do like all those things come into effect and they're gonna you know allow me in the future that when these numbers get to a certain point where I'm making enough to, you know, sustain myself and my expenses aren't as high and things like that, like I'm going to have more profit and it's going to allow me to do do this full time. So when I'm talking numbers, like I'm excited about, you know, that's more money I'm saving and going into savings to build this to be even bigger. And that's what I'm excited about. So when I'm throwing numbers out, I'm totally comparing to myself in relation to my previous years and things like that. And that's totally yeah. what I'm using for comparison. So like me and Becca yeah. throwing numbers out, I'm not really comparing to her, but I'm kind of, I'm nope. kind of, I'm kind of judging the the goals, like how we push ourselves to like in relation to where you're at, how far are you pushing your goal to the end of the year? And like, how big is that stretch? And you know, right? how much do you hold yourself and, yeah. to that? And and I'm looking at my expenses right now and just so that you all have kind of like a, you know, you all have kind of a, like an idea of what we're talking about and why, you know, I feel comfortable saying all this stuff is because, you know, my expenses this year have been astronomical. Like I spent 10 grand on, on power <laughs> this year like electrical stuff on, yeah because you got on you electric, had to get your like on, boxes and stuff yeah. fixed and i'm getting rewired. new kilns and getting new electrical so you know my total expenses i'm not looking to make a lot of money this year so um and that's kind of i feel like that needs to be said um just so that you're aware i mean i spend 1800 dollars a month on rent for a shop so um total for the year that's a lot of money you know that's going to be like seventeen thousand dollars in yeah so that needs to be said (laughs) i feel like because i don't want people to get the wrong impression of us yeah um yeah not that i don't think i don't think they will because we are pretty genuine but yeah um yeah so i just feel like that needs to be said so anyway yeah thanks um, for saying it Yeah, I'm excited for this year, and we'll see how it goes, and we'll do another recap video or recap podcast um, in January about sales. So Yeah, I'm happy Yay. to get this one out. Yay, he's all smiling. I wish you guys could see him right now. <laughs> he's very happy about himself right so now. So smiley. <laughs> so smiley. Okay. We've got um, three, more bye, mo- three, more, uh, three more months, and the year will be over, so. All right. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Okay, see you later. Bye. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I hope that you enjoyed it. If you want to follow me or Ryan, you can follow us on our Instagrams. My Instagram is Five Lines Pottery Studio. It's the number five, and his Instagram is at RD Ceramics. That's R's and Ryan D is in Durban Ceramics. And we would love for you to follow us, but we would also love it if you gave us a review on on whichever platform that you're listening on and if you tell your friends. We really enjoy doing this and we hope that we can do it some more and have some great conversations. Thanks! <laughs>